You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and I'm making chunky snacks and homemades. Okay. And I'm Carter, and I have a problem. You hunk more inappropriate things than appropriate things. That's true. People have said that about both of us, actually, me and Jordan. We just mm-hmm. hunk and stuff. Not the appropriate stuff. The stuff that Not you're the like, they, stuff. Shouldn't, Mostly the they shouldn't be stuff. hunking that. Yeah, don't hunk that. <laughs> uh, why are you the hunk, Carter? Why? Well, there is a scene, and I won't be mushy and make it my super pump, but there is a scene in this here movie in Silver Linings Playbook. You know what? Let's play a fun game. Uh, I'll have you guys guess what scene uh, in Silver Linings Playbook was my first kiss with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, with, with Chelsea was during this movie. It's when they dance in the studio and get all close to each other's faces. No. There, that, there are so many better times that it could have happened. Okay. But it was not that. Okay, that, so that it's was a good. bad no, time. No, but, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The, what Jordan has said is one of the better times that it could have happened. So Jordan has said the most romantic. I'm going to say it is the least romantic scene in the movie. And maybe you guys kissed during the fight at the Eagles stadium. <laughs> No, no. It was when uh, Bradley Raisin Cooper Brand. and De Niro are beating each other up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that, that is actually the, the worst time it would have been. Uh, it was when she's dressing him to get ready to go to the competition. Mm. We have the Christmas going up on the Christmas yeah. porch and they're up in the attic in his room and, he, and she's dressing him and stuff. And that was the moment. Mm. That was the moment. Mm. This was one of the shorter movies that I ever recommended we watch. I used to always have us watch really long movies. I realized our taste, so Chelsea's taste is like her entire DVD, and DVDs for some of our younger chunkies. If you get on our Patreon on the higher level, we can talk about that on Discord. But she had <laughs> she had these movie circles that uh, mm-hmm. her whole library movie of movie circles yes. was just like pink and white spined. Right, yeah, almost like all eight, of it. And then 80-minute comedies kind of a yeah. situation. And then cool. it was a couple of like, what do all boys like? The Ocean series. And I was like, yes. I mean, yep. that's kind of right. Accurate. Uh, and then I'm bringing over like seven uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> so this was somewhere in the middle. This was somewhere we could meet. Do you want to watch this three-hour Darren Aronofsky movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you heard of The Fountain? That's so I've seen it and neither have I. Yeah. But what if we <laughs> instead watch She's Just Not That Go With It with benefits? <laughs> hey, every movie that you just conglomerated, I enjoy. I was trying to come up with something that was the average of all of them. Wait, is did you say she's just not that go with it? She's just not that go with it with I don't benefits. care for just go with it. I don't like it. How to lose a she's just not that go with it with benefits about you. Eniality. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Dang, now I have to watch Miss Congeniality again. Thank you, Carter. I did last weekend. I it, love, it's so good. Honestly, I like them both. I'll say it. I'm not afraid. I like them both. I like Maybe them both. Maybe you're the hunk now. I'm the hunk <laughs> now because I like them both. <laughs> and there's no Eric Von Detten to be seen. I wish there was because I love Brink. Look, you do? Here's the thing. We're not talking about Brink or Miss Congeniality as much as I always wish that we were. What we are talking about today 
is a movie. I almost said it. Oof. <laughs> I was like, you usually give us more runway than that. <laughs> it's a movie. It's the second Jennifer Lawrence movie. She is the actor chosen by our dear, dear Discord channel server people. Can we call them Discordians? I love that. I don't know why I was thinking of it as well. Our wonderful Discordians chose Jennifer Lawrence and all of you delicious listeners chose as her second movie, the final movie of Chooser's Choice 2.0, Silver Silver Linings Playbook. And before we dive headfirst into Excelsior, I do need a synopsis from Doge, the genius. This week's synopsis. Uh, was actually just dropped onto my computer in a zip archive. I double-clicked it. I opened it. This is from the international hacker group Anonymous. Anonymous writes, After a stint in a mental institution, former teacher Pat Solitano moves back in with his parents and tries to reconcile with his ex-wife. Things get more challenging when Pat meets Tiffany, a mysterious girl with problems of her own. Okay. They got to, listen, Anonymous has a lot of governments to hack. And data to hack and clouds to hack they don't and computers have time to, to hack. Write a long synopsis. They only have time for three sentences for this. And that's either fine because they're doing good work or bad because they're doing bad things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't kept up with them, so I don't know which one. I'm not sure what they're what they're about, but they do wear that V for Vendetta mask. That's true. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. I, I movie. think we should talk about this movie, though, Silver Lining's Playbook. And here's the thing: it, this is my first time watching it. Ooh, Ooh I forgot about that. So, I'm really, really interested to hear what you think about it. Me too. I'm going to start. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start here right now. I'm going to open up our time together. Uh, you know, just to part the curtain for our listeners, this is an evening recording. We don't do these that often. So whenever we do, we get that nighttime energy. I think they could tell that we're like spooky. less than 20 minutes in and we are so nighttime energy right now. We are so much less than 20 minutes in that it's almost weird that you said 20 minutes. Because- I started recording 15 <laughs> minutes ago and I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea actually when in that wave file we started talking. Not 20. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> so I'm going to start with some nighttime energy. Some of that stick and move, you can't catch me kind of a situation. And I'm going to start by super dumping on this movie. Oh, wow. Here it is. I really struggled with this flick. I spent, so I went in pretty much completely blind. The only thing I knew about this movie was from trailers when it came out. So like I haven't thought about or researched this movie much at all. I wanted to go in blind. I was excited to go in blind. It was 2011, mm-hmm. right? 2012. I don't get to do that much with movies. And so I was excited to go in super blind. I spent most of this movie waiting for a reveal that I felt like I was led to that never came. Let me explain a little bit. This movie feels like it dives into the surreal in a lot of ways. Um, it So we have the, there's apparently one cop in the city of Philadelphia that happens to be assigned yeah, that's to his pretty weird. case. And he's the only cop that pops up everywhere. And also his therapist shows up at the Eagles game in face paint and just kind of hangs out with them for the rest of the day. And they're just like boys now. And he's not really so much a therapist. And this girl that knows 
her parents are friends with his parents, but they don't really know each other, but she's the sister of his good friend's wife. Like there's so much um, happenstance here that it felt like it was really leaning into the surreal in a way that combined with the fact that he was hearing songs when they weren't playing. And this is a movie pretty firmly rooted in the concept of mental illness and medication and the way those two things play with each other that I was waiting the whole movie for some sort of, here's why this cop is everywhere and here's why these things worked out. The, the cop's his did. doctor. Everybody that he interacts with is also patients at the facility. And maybe not quite yeah. that extreme, you know? Maybe, maybe I don't know that I was necessarily waiting to be like, oh, it's Shutter Island. This is crazy. But just right. something to explain away the weirdness. Now, pause and let me rewind just a second. This is sort of a, a lengthy super dump, but it's important because it, it'll set the framework for how I viewed this movie. If this movie was less blockbustery and leaned more into like an indie vibe, I almost feel like some of that surreal weirdness would have been more excusable and a little more like, oh, it's just doing like the quirky movie thing. Like it's just sort of quirky and and it's just, that's the way it's chosen to tell its story. But the blend of how big this movie is and how kind of star-studded this cast is and then all this surrealness leading to ultimately no payoff for the surrealness of it for me is my super dump it just feels like it drew a map to a treasure that wasn't there for me yeah I can see I mean I can see where that energy is coming from especially after you explaining it a little bit and you know I'd feel the same way I it uh you know, it does feel blockbuster in terms of the talent. This was yeah. a twenty-one million dollar movie yeah. in two thousand thirteen that made two hundred and thirty million. So, yes, it ends up being a big deal. It's probably a little bit of a surprise even to this wonderful director. I love David O. Russell. Uh, probably even a big surprise to him that they get eight Oscar nominations. Right? Yeah. It's 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 a big Huge. big deal. And yeah, I think it was. Uh, I totally get your interpretation too because I do see a lot of those things. For me. I, I just had the lens of it being just as small of a world as any other rom-com. Sure. And this one is a little bit more dramatic because we're really diving a bit deeper. Uh, it seems like intimately with like, you know, mental illness is not always something that comes up in a romantic comedy. Right. Um, but, you know, in the end, uh, it's tough. So David O. Russell, it took a long time for this to get to screen uh, in terms of how many iterations it went through on a screenplay. It was like eight to 10 years or something. Wow. Because uh, it's an adapted screenplay. And he was just having a hard time putting together all of these vibes. Because it kind of jumps all over the place. It does feel super rom-com. It feels comedy. Then it feels drama. You know, it does feel like all over the place. And what's also unfortunate is, I don't think too long after this or before this, I can't remember when, Crazy Stupid Love comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is a pinnacle rom-com. And that's all it really asks My favorite. Me, yeah. Even same. though it's talking about you know, a separation in marriage. Like we've got a lot of heart there. But it had, it seems like, even though we have big pulls like a Julianne Moore, uh, it seems like uh, the people that they had cast for this just fell into the mold better of the small world that everybody happens to all be connected, right? Sure, yeah. But I, I totally get where you, I totally see what you're doing there, especially the yeah. cop. That one stands out. The, I knew it was a joke. Cop. I knew it was a bit when he was at the dance. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, I, I'm pretty sure the sign said it was some sort of police function. Sure. Right. Was. Like there's yeah. Whatever. The, yeah. Um, of course it is. But then you know, Excelsior. It, it, not to not to go on. 
too hard. And I, I'm not, I don't want to like hate on this movie for this or anything like that. But like, I, I even found myself being like, so I get that, you know, he, he, he had an episode and he needed help and he like hurt somebody really bad. Why is nobody mad at Nikki? Like, <laughs> it seems like everybody's yeah. like, Oh, because she you, cheated on him? Right. It seems like everybody's like, you got to prove you're good enough for her to take you back. And it's like, hold yeah. the phone for two seconds. But I think notice, like the thing to notice is that it's his family that keeps telling him that. And his his counselor only ever confirms that when he's when his counselor is using it to manipulate him to take a course of action that he thinks will be beneficial to him. But I think this is way more about like the family cycle of dysfunction that works itself out in… It ultimately in Pat's undiagnosed mental illness and the fact that it's like, sure, yeah, like he happened to snap and get diagnosed because he lost his cool on on that dude in the shower, right? right. But then his dad also has clearly some sort of undiagnosed issues going yeah, on. Right. And so I think as many or more as uh, most of the cast episodes does, most of the characters in, in the in the yeah in the movie. And um my super pump is De Niro. Okay. Um I think with how, you know, I don't even think this movie might have, and I, I can't I can't uh, look at it through your exact lens, Jordan. Sure. I don't know if this movie has as much of a blockbuster in terms of A-list vibe if De Niro's out of it. Yeah. I think there's something about Robert De Niro, even though, yes, he's done like The Intern and he's dabbled in right, these stupid things. Right, but the fact things, that he like, shows up, man, you're right. The fact that he's very much in this and you're like, what is it, like four-time Academy Award winner? You know, yeah. he's just, he's in the middle of this. I think this is super underrated for him. And so if anything, outside of him being my favorite character in this movie, I want to champion this effort. I want to champion sure. the acting job he did here because somehow he does for most of it. Robert De Niro is one of those who will never uh, uh, not have glimpses of him just being Robert De Niro in any role. Right. He can't help that. He's Robert right. De Niro. It's like Bruce but in Willis. this movie, there's several moments that I forget that this is De Niro. He's playing his dad. You know, it's like he right. is yeah. the role. And I think he did such a good job and he has a lot of heart in this. And I think a lot falls apart of the good parts that I like about this movie, uh, mainly uh, his relationship to his son. A lot of that falls apart if De Niro is not doing just the incredible job that he's doing. I agree. Can I tell and, you and the you, standout scene for De Niro for me? You sure can. Uh, when he's driving Pat to the Eagles game. That one's great. In yeah. the car, I was just like, dude, De Niro, you uh, you showed up for this role. I mean, he's for fantastic. Me it's, for me, it's when he's sitting on the edge of, when he just wakes up Pat to apologize to him mm, and, and like try to get him to be a part of, of the Eagles with him. Yeah. That's wild to me. That is such an unbelievable performance in that scene from De Niro. Yeah, it wasn't scripted for him to cry. Wow. <laughs> in that scene, De Niro just naturally did. And he, you know, I was looking this up and- so we had uh, something that's pretty rare in the Oscar world, but we had, uh, they touched every single acting category and nominations. Yep. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, Jackie Weaver, Robert De Niro. And Jennifer Lawrence was the winner. And uh, I think she's a great actor. I think it is unfortunate the aura that she, uh, it's meta, right? the aura that she seems to have awkwardly stumbled into because that's just her personality mm -hmm. that she can't help but have probably hover over her for the rest of her life. Yeah. Uh, maybe has uh, a general uh, less respect than other actors her age. Right. Um, which she's almost 30 now. And I think people are going to look at her as being a bumbling 21-year-old for a long time. But 
uh, I looked at the 2013 Oscars, okay? And I have a case for her actually deserving Best Actress. Because I'm more shocked, like, you know, De Niro felt like he put something out there that could have won. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper, I think, is the best actor in the movie. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know what sucked for Bradley Cooper? A movie called Lincoln came out that same year. Yeah. (laughs) And Daniel Day-Lewis won. Okay. Not not to mention, look at this. The nominees were Daniel Day-Lewis, Bradley Cooper, Hugh Jackman for Les Mis, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master, Denzel Washington for Flight. Hmm. Yeah. What a, a big year. year. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. De Niro doesn't win because Christoph Waltz won for Django. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer, Laura, Jennifer Lawrence wins. She beats probably the closest there was Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty, who I love. Mm-hmm. But then we had Emmanuel Riva, Cuban uh, Jane, I can't say her name very well, Wallace, and then Naomi Watts, who were not, just not comparatively big names in there. And then our actress in a supporting role, Jackie Weaver didn't stand a chance. That's Anne Hathaway and Les Mis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's game And over. Amy yep. Adams and Sally Field. So it was a tough, tough year. Yeah. And that one, this was, Jennifer Lawrence was the only Oscar that this movie won of the eight that it was nominated for. That's pretty crazy, I feel that like. That is pretty crazy. Because it was just a huge year. And so I, I think it, uh, while it felt deserved, she did not feel like the best. Uh, she was maybe maybe just the cusp of the top three in this movie. Yeah. Yes. I agree, I agree with, with that completely. Yeah, and let me say, while we're talking about Bradley Cooper, I could easily be convinced that Bradley Cooper is the hottest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the end of that sentence, but yeah. <laughs> it's just, there are so many times that I'm like, yeah, who wouldn't fall in love with this guy? Look at that face. <laughs> But he, in the end, though, like the end, like after they read the letter, after he, he's like, I knew you wrote the letter the whole time. Yeah. Right before the kiss, that's the first time he actually let Brett Bradley Cooper show, show. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was like, this was like, uh, you know, he's got a similar line to uh, Matt McGonaghy, it feels like. Started out as like this hunky rom-com guy and then starts to dabble a little bit and actually become a pretty decorated uh uh, professional actor. Oh, for that's sure. the trajectory I want for Gosling so badly. Oh, I think he's there, baby. Yeah, he's he's too deep indie to be there, there. But I I personally think he's there. He's my there, there for is, me. Yeah, yeah. My there is the there that's probably recognizable by the Academy. But I think he's there. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I definitely think if he if he takes if he brings that same drive Blade Runner 2049 heat and energy to something that's a little more Oscar baity. he's a shoe-in. I think no problem. Yes. I mean, look at La La Land, how big that was yeah, and how much recognition totally. he got for that. Um, but I, I even think about Bradley Cooper. Like, I don't, I don't think we get A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper without this movie happening in 2012. I really don't. I think that yeah, this starts that trajectory kind of that you're talking about, Carter. Um, and I, and yeah. I think it, it's interesting, right? So we're, we're talking about Silver Linings Playbook because of Jennifer Lawrence. But I, and, and I think, honestly, I think she's really great in this movie. I, I think you're right, Carter. I think she's probably my third favorite performance here. Uh, but that's saying something. You know, she's not, she's not up against nobody. She's up yeah. against De Niro and uh, Bradley Cooper. Right. But there, there is something, I think, about Jennifer Lawrence, especially during this era that is, you talked about De Niro can't help but bring De Niro to whatever character he's doing. Jennifer Lawrence 
is good here, but I can't help but feel that she is just playing an a, a type of Jennifer Lawrence here. Um, yeah. And I think that's why it's successful. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I think maybe that's why we're saying it seems like Bradley Cooper and De Niro because they're playing against type that we had seen up to that point. Um, but she's done, mm-hmm. she's done brooding and moody already. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think maybe before we pass saying. on too far from the Bradley Cooper hype train, he is my super pump in this yeah. movie. Okay. Makes sense. The kind of, and, and it is to me, it is, I feel like it almost has to be a type of Bradley Cooper because he's able to recreate such a similar emotional response in me in a star is born. Right. In terms of just like this person carrying like deep pain and it's just, they're heartbreaking to watch as he's they very good at act that. earnestly. You know what I mean? And I think he's, he's great at that. Yeah. Um, but his performance in this movie is just unbelievable to me. It I agree. Blew me away. The first time I saw this, we actually watched this last year, 2019, uh, or last year was 2020. Oh my goodness. 2019. No, 2020. Help, guys. I'm stuck in a time vortex. <laughs> 2020, 2020. The bad one, that year. The one that sucked, that year. Before it sucked, we watched this on Valentine's Day because we heard this was the best romance movie to watch. And so we're like, heck yeah, let's have a little date night at home. We're going to cook some yummy pasta. We're going to make a yummy cake. We're going to eat our sweet treats and drink some wine and watch a romance movie. And it was Silver Linings Playbook. And we were both bummed out the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I've seen a lot of people refer to this as a romantic movie. And I think it involves romance, but I don't find... I don't find this movie particularly romantic. I don't think it is a romance. Yeah. It has romance, but I don't think it is a romance. I think it, at its core, I think it's a drama. I really do. I agree. Um, and and I think that the, the romance is so important because it is sort of a healing, accepting love, which is so interesting and unique for um, like a big, dramatic, almost like blockbuster drama, like we were saying. Um but ultimately, I don't know that the romance to me is the focal point. I think it's a dual recovery that is sort of the driving force here. Yeah. Um, which is super unique and 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 um, made it a fun watch because it was so different than anything else kind of in that quote-unquote genre. Yeah. Um, but Doge, I, I... So Bradley Cooper's performance is hands down, I think, the best overall thing in this movie. I'm going to hang on. I'm going to play my my super pump card a little close to my chest and hold on to it for just a little bit. Um, but uh, th- there's some other stuff in this movie that's super impressive to me. But I think I'm going to wait to get there for just a smidge. That's just, fine. Just, just a little taste, a little more so <laughs> of what is to come. I think that when you make a movie about um, mental illness, it is a certainly a minefield to navigate. And I think that it's it's especially tricky um, when you're making your main character, somebody who is for a long time refusing meds or um, like resistant to treatment and those kinds of things. Like it, it's just such a, um, it's such a hard line to be both respectful of mental illness and also clear on the consequences, but also really loving to that person. And um, I, I, I don't think the conversation on mental illness itself goes particularly wide here, but I think it does go very deep. And that's something I really appreciated while watching this is how it's not really a movie about mental illness 
at large as it is about one man's journey with his mental illness. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I think I would even broaden it though because I don't know that it's fully about Pat like overpowering his mental illness to be his best and truest self. You know what no, I mean? I don't, the, the self that he wants to be. I, I, I think don't it's, think it is either. I just think it's about sort of his journey with it. I don't know that it's about his full complete journey from... And that's what I'm saying is I don't I don't know that I would... I would say that this is a story about that. Like we're watching Pat recover, but I think the connection that we're supposed to draw and like the the through line that we're supposed to follow is that he lost his cool in the same way that his dad lost his cool, but he just he just had to go to a mental facility for it. You know sure. what I mean? And, and not in a way that not in a way that minimizes uh, his his very real battle with that. Um, but I think also in a way that calls to light, like oh, even his friend has like pretty severe dysfunction and hates his marriage and hates his life. His parents seem to have some pretty severe dysfunction. His dad's friend, I don't know what his deal is, but. He can't really have a great time, right? At if he's gambling, gambling all his money addiction. away on Cowboys games. Look, you know, but I, I think we're supposed to draw, like, like find out that, like, you know, I think that there is probably a little bit of a, a crack in everybody in this. And I don't just mean the butt like I usually do when sure. I say that. But there is a bit of a crack in everybody here. I think in classic two, func- two chunks function, fashion. Two chunks, two chunks. In classic two chunks fashion. You and I are arguing while saying the same thing here, I think. I think No, what I think is happening is that we're saying the same thing but disagreeing about it and I, arguing. I really do believe that this is a movie that is about Pat and his journey with his mental illness, but I think that we are told that story and told sort of the um dramatic irony of some of these situations and some of these um, sort of the the pitfalls of wrong place, wrong time by way of looking at the struggles of the people around him. Like, I, I think that you are absolutely right, but I think his dad, his friend, um, everybody but Tiffany, who I would call our second protagonist, I think everybody but Tiffany is there to um, highlight Pat's story versus augment Pat's story, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. We don't have a lot of people standing in contrast. We don't right. really have this person who's the, this paragon of like, you are a perfect life. Right. Yeah. Except for maybe Shea Wiggum, his brother, um, who, by the way, chalk that up for another surreal moment when his brother just like shows up from upstairs. Yeah. I I was really expecting something to happen there. There's a lot did of- you, Did you read that character as though he is the image of a perfect life? He he does have a perfect life. He's got it all together. No, not until not until you said that, and I was thinking about it. But I think I mean we see in that conversation that Pat has to overcome his own frustration with his brother's success. Well, his brother seems to have a deep insecurity that motivates him to exclusively talk about his successes and then right. start a fight at an Eagles game. Right. Well, he doesn't start the fight. The racists start the fight at the Eagles game. Sure, but he he knowingly he participates. It. Yeah, for real. Which Great is how casting, we should all handle racists. <laughs> Great casting, by the way. He Shea looks Wiggum exactly like he could be Bradley Great Cooper's casting. brother. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence and... Uh, uh, Julia Stiles. Julia yeah, Stiles. Julia Stiles. 100% look like siblings. Yeah. Yeah, I could we buy that. We thought we were done with her. I'm so glad we're not. Chelsea <laughs> and I had a moment that was like, she sticks her head out of the window yelling at her husband and we're like, oh my gosh. Dude, I went, is that? And Callie goes, yup. <laughs> <laughs> had Callie seen this before or was this both of no. first Oh time? no, she she had. She saw it uh, when it first came out and 
hated it. Ooh. <laughs> like absolutely hated it. And then this time she did not love it, but she definitely didn't hate it. She liked it a lot more this time. Um, now, somebody that we are going to talk about very quickly um, because it's going to be way too easy to uh, wax poetically about his uh, perfection always is Chris Tucker. Did you know that at one point, Chris Tucker was the highest paid actor in Hollywood? That makes me really happy. That is the first- be right, around the, right around that rush hour Yeah, time. it's got to be rush that hour. That is the first line of his IMDb biography and also the only line in the first paragraph of his IMDb biography. Dude, he- is what's what's his character's name? Is it Danny? Danny. Yeah. Danny's the best. I love Danny so much. Yeah, he's wonderful. Uh, every scene with him is so good. When he is funny, he's really funny. But when he's um, sincere, it comes across as really sincere and caring. I just think Chris Tucker's yeah. fantastic. Um, he is in my most watched movie of all time, which is The Fifth Element. Mm, yeah, I should have known that yeah. answer. Never seen it. Couldn't even give you a ballpark of what it's about. Dude, it is. Well, there's I know water, there is. air, earth, and fire. And I'm assuming the fifth one is Topo Chico. Yeah, probably. No. Just think Captain Topo. Planet. Heart. It's got to be heart. It's yeah. love. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> it's got to be. Well, I we got to end the podcast so I can go see if I can watch Captain Planet somewhere. <laughs> but since we can't do that… Uh, I guess we just have to go head on over to shout out. Shout announcements are here today. Shout announcements are loose. Everybody come and play because shout announcements are loose. Hey, everybody, it's yeah. shout announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. And I'm here to say one thing and one thing only today. If you haven't ever or haven't recently listened to the theme song to the 90s cartoon Thundercats, go do it right now because that song absolutely slaps. Look it up, crank it up, and shake what you got. This was born from I'm a discussion about uh, Thundercats versus Captain America on their theme song. Captain Planet. Sorry, Captain Planet. Which started about, songs. which started with a discussion about Fifth Element, which started with a dis discussion about Chris Tucker, which started with a discussion about <laughs> him being the highest paid actor of all time, which was like, is it Rush Hour? I'm here to ask you that after you do your most important thing of listening to the Thundercats yes, theme thank song, you. if you would, which I know what's going to happen, there's going to something, there's going to be something spiritually that happens when you're listening to that. Um, and it, sometimes what the Spirit can do is, is give us a lens and have us see things that we haven't seen before. Maybe things we've known, but we've never— Like the lens of truth from Zelda. The, honestly, so much like that good Casting Crown song. <laughs> it is— <laughs> I caught him right in the topo. Ooh, I caught him right in the I almost topo. got spicy water out of my nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, go rate and review. That's one of the things that will probably be revealed if you haven't yet. Go rate and review our podcast. That's one of the best things that you can do outside of just listening to it with your own ears is to rate and review it to let other people know they, their ears should be listening as well. Also, give us a follow on our social medias, uh, especially over there on the Instagrams. Not only that, we have Patreon. Patreon gives you more content. The content is very very similar and very different. It's the, it's the kind of difference that you would want to have to pay extra for. Uh, including our newest tier, which is that $5 tier. Throw away that Subway sandwich and just get that $5 tier because when you buy a $5 Subway sandwich, 
It's not like this recurring thing every month. Well, and you know, the bread's going to be hard. You already the know bread the bread's will be hard. Be hard. The bread point. is going to be legally not bread. And the tuna, legally not tuna. <laughs> that tier is uh, the best thing uh, in terms of content. If you want that extra, you can come join us over there. It's It actually has been uh, one of my favorite things to follow every day. It is consistent. Uh, it is a great group of people, and we're glad to have them. Amen. We hope to keep them, and we hope some of their friends would come too. Listen, I'm here to tell you, obviously, Thundercats theme song, priority number one. But coming very close to that priority level uh, would be to, after you've listened to that theme song, go ahead and take out a policy and get yourself some lizard insurance because we are charging headfirst and headlong into our brand new series next week. And it is called Zillarilla, and we are watching every Godzilla and King Kong that all tie together mm. and culminate in Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Come on. Or Godzilla versus Kong. It's Godzilla versus Kong. That one. Godzilla versus Kong. Guys, there is something primal in me that is like so beside myself excited for these movies. I'm yeah. very pumped. Yeah. Much like the citizens of Tokyo, this series has snuck up on me <laughs> out of nowhere. The citizens of Tokyo coming. snuck up on you. Much, much like the, much like Godzilla. I guess Godzilla. They're all like, shh, 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 shh. wait, thank you for the He's not looking. He's not looking. Five billion people. <laughs> I'm <laughs> guarantee you, there's not that many people in Tokyo. <laughs> hey, shh, shh, shh. that's about how many there is on the world. I'm gonna go ahead and, and sing us out of shout announcements with a new song I've been working okay. on. <clears throat> how we always do it. Perfect. In the lens of truth. Shows me the shadow temple, the lens of truth. Let's me fight, bongo, bongo. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, we're back, um, and I'm sure those ads were every bit as delicious as everything else in this show, but it's time to get to dessert. What if it was an ad for, like, diaper cream? I bet it's delicious. Or, like, some sort of ointment. Would you be like, yum, 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 put it right in my mouth, that's delicious. (laughs) Stand by it, bet it's delicious. Look, uh, I know that I spent the first part of this a little negative, Nancy, but here's the thing. (laughs) I've got a super pump, and I'm thrilled with it. My super pump for me is the moment that I saw Jennifer Lawrence kick it into overdrive, kick it into gear, and really, really, really deliver everything that I want from her always, which is personality, charm, and a whole heck of a lot of gumption. And uh, I'm talking about 
when she storms into Pat's house and Such delivers the line about New, yeah. New York's motto and all the games. He was with me. He was with me when this happened. And he was, with, and she's just in control of this room that includes Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro. And she is in charge. And I, it is. I was thinking whew, of that too. I mean, she is yeah. I was like, so great. Putting myself in that position uh, of like trying to deliver this monologue with these people yep. around me. Get out, dude. Yeah, it's a different movie so actually, nervous. but yeah, she was really good in this one. <laughs> no, I man, I I really like it was like signs of life. That's a very good De Niro face. I wish you guys could all see that De Niro face that Carter just did. Um, do it again. <laughs> do it again. I missed it. I wasn't looking. You can't do it at all if you're smiling. Your yeah, face, your face has smile. to go the other way. I wasn't looking. Yeah, that's really Ooh, good. That's good. That's Does De Niro really a little bit a little bit look like the like if. Eugene Levy had a really hard day and got left out in the sun. Like a harder, a more leathery, yeah, could the be beef that. jerky form he boiled of Eugene Levy. Long. Yeah. He has the perfect post-monologue, you know what, you're right, Faith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, hey, to add to Jennifer Lawrence coming in I here, like this girl. his reaction of I kind of like her is really great. But this whole scene is so it's, good. But yeah. specifically Jennifer Lawrence is just… She smacks everybody's hand off the steering wheel and she's like, let me drive for a minute. And it is- Let me, Hunger I, Games, drive, Mr. De Niro. <laughs> let me stop. drive. No, I'm kidding. She's amazing. I, If I was to make a prediction to her career, I think she's going to win another Oscar someday. I really do. Sure, yeah. It's going to be about 25 years from now. Oh, wow. Yep. I think she's going to have this big break. I mean, like she's going to have this little dip down of just constantly, maybe some more nominations- riddled throughout. You know, nobody's Meryl Streep, but she's going to have these here and there. And then there's going to be something that comes back up and everyone's going to remember, you know what? She's got some chops. Yes. You know what? Is this her best at 53? I is think her, her IMDb best? top four is going to look a lot like Rene Russo's, where it's like a bunch of young stuff and then Very Nightcrawler. Good. Yeah. That's valid. But I, I will say though, Jordan, do you have anything more to say for your super pump? No, I'm just really, I was hoping that my super pump organically would be something Jennifer Lawrence related because I know that yeah. she was chosen because our, our our listeners love her. And she's definitely, this is the moment for me where I was like, yes, J-Law, come alive. This is brilliant stuff. Yeah. I did mention yeah. her IMDb credits. And I'm going to perform the ultimate sneak attack right now on the both of you guys. And we're going to play extra credit with the cast of Silver Linings Playbook. I'm going to run my first ever game of extra credit. Carter's going to play his first ever game of extra credit. And I'm very nervous that I'm going to find out I'm the weak link and you guys are going to just win immediately and it's going to be very easy. Jordan, I can't- the whole time in my head, I've been agreeing with Jordan and I'm just like, Doge, quit throwing him off. (laughs) Jordan, I can't read your face. How do you feel? How do you feel about this extra credit right now? Um, Betrayed, I think is the first word. I was getting a second taking a bathroom break. Should have taken a bathroom break. When they decided to do this. So first, the first word that comes to mind is betrayed. Hey, listen, Um, this means that you get to get me with it though. The second word is bull honky. This is a bunch of bull honky. Um- but you know, it's weird to have someone excited to play this game. I'm the also yeah. the very first person to be excited. But this means since about 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, this means that you get to you get to get me back with one. At some point, please don't do it during Zillarilla because I don't know any people in those movies. <laughs> Name all Godzilla's top numbers on IMDb. Do it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Every dinosaur, Jurassic Park. We're back. That's it. So. We can pick the cast of Silver Linings Playbook, the way that extra credit's going to work. 
uh, is that these boys are going to choose an actor from Silver Linings Playbook. They're going to have to guess their top four credits on IMDb. If they get every single credit right for, for example, Bradley Cooper, if they get all four of his credits right, they get an extra point and they get five points. Carter, remind me how many points it takes to win because to be honest, we've never even scratched it. Nine. It takes You've won twice. nine points to win. Do you guys think you can get nine points? I think so. Okay. Who are we starting with? Now that Jennifer you're Lawrence. Okay. Jennifer Carter, okay Lawrence. Yes. Okay. What do you think Jennifer favorite. Lawrence's top four IMDb credits are? <laughs> I think both of our Oscar win. I think this is good, Jordan, because I do think that we'll get half of it easy. Can I? I feel like both. Can I make my wait prediction? a second though? I think it's what all it's, four Hunger Games movies and nothing else. Oh no! Welcome to it, Carter. <sighs> Here's what I'll do. Can we save her? Okay. Can we do Bradley Cooper right sure. now? I'd love to. Bradley no, Cooper. Like what are, he wants me to dig my own extra grave. What are Bradley Cooper's top four? Oh, he's laughing. IMDb though. credits. I've never had to read the audience before. <laughs> Let's do Bradley Cooper. I'm not laughing. That's my, my my host voice. I would think Silver Linings Playbook. I would think American Sniper. Is he a big enough role in Guardians? Probably. Guardians is pretty big. I think he. I think it could be Guardians. I would say probably a Star Is Born. Ooh, I feel that feels like I, maybe the safest first guess to me. Yeah, let's do it. Do you think Wedding Crashers could be there? Yes, dude. Even though he no, he's I don't think so. He's too minor of a role for that. Okay. I think let's personally. go. I actually I'm letting you drive this one. Yeah. What's what it gonna be, boys? What are we gonna lock in? Star is born. Yeah, let's lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. A star is born is Bradley Cooper's number one yeah. credit. Hey, good job, Jordan. Man, I really do think I do think American Sniper will be there. I've never seen it. Couldn't remember he was in it, so I'm gonna take your word for it. Oh, he had a big time Oscar. Are you not proud to be an American where at least you know you're free? Hmm. Well, I definitely know that. I won't forget the man that they gave that right to me. Let's lock it in, Jordan. Let's do it. If 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 this extra credit crashes, it's because of me. Okay. I des- you deserve that. <laughs> you deserve me to be the reason you lose. Okay. American Sniper, lock it in. Jordan, you locking it in? Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. American Sniper is nice. Bradley Cooper's number three. IMDb credit. So you guys have number one and number three. It's good. I think Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. I'm comfortable right? with that. Lock it in. Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Silver Linings Playbook is Bradley Cooper's number two credit. Okay. Guardians so you guys or have his top three. Infinity War. Infinity has too many variables. Okay. I think there's too many people in Infinity War. As a reminder, this is your last guess for Bradley Cooper. You know what? It could be some random uh, expletive. Like the freaking A team. <laughs> I hope it's not the A team. <laughs> I think Guardians has a better chance than something random. He's he's got too many blockbusters. Let me let me let me go back through the Mind Palace really quick. Was he also in American Hustle? Did David o, David O. Russell use him again in that movie? I think he I did. Know. I think it's Amy Adams, Jennifer Lawrence. Isn't Christian Bale in that? Bradley Cooper, Christian Bale. Wasn't Jeremy Rennell, Renner in American Hustle? Oh, he is maybe as well. Shoot. Being just, being on this side of extra credit, it gives me so much joy, Carter, to see you squirm and try to remember if a guy is in a movie or not. Hmm. Hmm. Let's do Guardians. I would feel I would feel worse if Guardians was right and we didn't. I'm comfortable it. with that. We'll lock in Guardians. Lock in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Bong Bong. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is not in Bradley Cooper's top four IMDb credits. Number one is A Star is Born. Number two is Silver Linings Playbook. Number three is American Sniper. Number four is Infinity and number four War. is American Hustle. Oh, it is American Hustle. You got three points. Guys, that's really good. I don't three points your on pandering. your first. Genuinely, it's very good. If I was on this side of the table and I got three points, I'd be like, guess what, guys? We're going all the way. I think this is the best we've ever done. Let's go ahead and do J-Lo. Okay. I think the first Hunger Games It's at definitely least. Hunger Games. Yeah. Let's lock that in. Jennifer Lawrence. Lock it in. Lock it in. Hunger Games. Lock in Hunger Games? Yep. Bing, 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 bing. Hunger Games is Jennifer Lawrence's number one credit. Bro, do you really think it's... I don't think it's all of them. IMDb loves Oscar wins. That's why freaking Woody Harrelson had like... See, now that I'm on this side, I can't remember. The people <laughs> versus, the people versus Larry Flint and... Uh, whatever the other killer, natural born killers or whatever. Like stuff that people don't care about. Like I think it's like Winter's Bone, Silver Linings Playbook. And then I don't know what the fourth one is. X-Men First Class or something. What's it going to be, boys? You think X-Men First Class is in her top four, but I don't know. But not Joy or can, Mother can we do the- or American Hustle and not the other three Hunger Games movies? Dude, American Hustle could be there as well. Winter's Bone might be the, the least likely of the Oscar ones. Do we want to say, so? I think Silver Linings Playbook has to be, she won Best Actress. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I sit there, dude, there's a, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Let's do it. Let's do Listen, it. if I, I'll get burned just like everybody else does. Let's lock it in. Silver Linings Playbook. Sure. Let's lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Silver nice. Linings Playbook is her number two nice. credit on IMDb. Okay. Hunger Games was number one? Yeah. Yep. yep. So you guys have number one and number two. Both 2012. Right, bro, let's just do that Oscar sweep. And just, I know what you're saying about that. No, hunger you're right. If Let's do it. Okay. Nope. Let's do it. Let's do American Hustle. Let's do American Hustle next. Let's, Let's lock in American Hustle. Lock in American, American Hustle. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, American Hustle is. is her number three credit. 2013, the year after Silver Linings Playbook. Nice. Winner's, Winner's Bone is such a pull with all the blockbusters she's done. I will say if it's Passengers, I promise the two of you we will never play this game. I forgot about Passengers. <laughs> Right. That's why it shouldn't be. Um, I said early on in this game that I would take the heat. Uh, I said you're taking the wheel. So you're driving. We're going to lock in Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone, bone, lock it in. Let's flex on him. Bong, bong. (laughs) It's It's another Hunger Games. It's another Hunger Games. Jennifer Lawrence. That was your last guest for J-Law. Jennifer Lawrence's top four IMDb credits. Number one is The Hunger Games. Number two is Silver Linings Playbook. Number three is American Hustle. And number four, X-Men First Class. Oh my goodness. 2011. I hate IMDb. (laughs) So you guys have six points. You need nine to win. And you've gotten three correct on everybody so far. This is totally doable for you. De Niro. You you think you can get three De Niro movies? Three Jackie Weaver? Three Chris Let's Tucker. just talk about it. Not Jackie Weaver. Jackie Weaver would be Silver Linings Playbook, like All in the Family. Yeah, we're not going to I can't name other, other movies she's been. Um, De Niro. Julia Stiles. Well, no. Unless this one is one of them, I'm, I would have trouble. And I don't think this is one of them for her. I think De Niro is like Taxi it's Driver. definitely Taxi Driver. Raging Bull. Maybe Heat. One of the Godfathers. 
probably he's a small dirty role, grandpa, it, probably. Oh no. Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers, oh, probably. No. It's crazy that was his first movie. He's really improved since then. You know, what if what if he's the freaking uh, what's the Scorsese movie that came out? The Irishman? The Irishman. Feels like hot stuff. Uh who would our other options even be? I though? feel good about Taxi Driver and Raging Bull for sure. You've got yeah, De Niro, you've got Chris Tucker. Uh, you've got Tucker could be Shea Wiggum, Julia Stiles. Let's let's do De Niro. Let's try it. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, taxi taxi driver. driver for I'm sure. Lock it in. in. Robert De Niro. We're locking in Taxi Driver. We're locking in Taxi Driver. Bing 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 bing. Yeah, number number three. Number three. <gasps> Robert De Niro's number three IMDb credit is Taxi Driver. Raging Bull. I feel like it has to be right. Lock it in. I'm locking in Raging Bull. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Bing, 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 bing. His number one Whoa. credit okay. is Raging Bull. You guys are one point away from- And two shots at it. You guys have two guesses to get one more movie to win Do extra you know? credit and make me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> you know how extra sweet it is for me? If I'm a 100% This has backfired so thoroughly on me. <laughs> Because I was like, this is the thing this episode needs. Hey, I was fully a little prepared bit of come to up assume that every Jennifer Lawrence movie in her top four was just Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and <laughs> Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. Hey, do you think it's, it won't be something stupid like Joker, right? I don't think so. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's Fockers. I think there's a good chance it's a Godfather. I think there's a good chance that it's the Irishman. He's, he's not in both Godfathers though, right? I'd hate to pick the wrong one. He's in the flashbacks. Isn't he Vito Corleone younger? I think so. What if we do? Is that what one if we or do two? the Irishman? I feel like there's a good chance Irishman's up there. Actually, what's tough about the Irishman is that if we do that, then we have to take a a, a Russian roulette shot at. Which so you're Godfather. saying you think for sure Godfather, and we have two chances to hit one and two and call it a day? Aren't there oh, three of them? Shoot. Yeah, he's not in the third one at all. Oh shoot! Do you think whichever Godfather he is in is definitely in his top four? I mean, it's the Godfather, <sighs> I think, right? I feel like it's he's gotta also. Be. Right? He's also a really big role in The Untouchables. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but he plays Al Capone. Uh, isn't, isn't Heat him and Pacino too? That's a pretty big one. I don't know if it's top that four big, worthy. Dude. That's tough. I feel, like, I, I feel like Irishman would be before Heat. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I say we take a two Godfather swing. No one would fault no us No one would that. fault us for that. He is a minor role, but, but he's playing the Godfather. Let's do it. We're going to do a, a double Godfather swing. Let's do the first one first. You know? And if it's right, a good we, order. Can, we can try and get four and really nail it. The, God, the Godfather, lock it in. Part one, lock it in. Part one. Bong, bong. The Godfather, so part one, even though is we, not in Robert De Niro's top four IMDb credits. Even though we just came up with a plan, are you finding yourself panicking to follow through with the plan? Yeah, you this is have, extra credit. You guys have one guess. And you're one point away from victory. So is the question is, was he not in Godfather Part 1 or was he in it and it wasn't up to snuff for his top four? Dude, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's in both. And I think- but now, if he was in one, that means he's not in two at all. And I'm just wasting this last one on a movie he's not even in. But who's? To, but if I am, that means I've already cleared that. Can I choose the wine glass in front of me? <laughs> Uh, I leave it to you. Do we just do we just freaking go Irishman, bro? 
Is, it, is then, that a deeper but wound? But then when he reads Is that a deeper wound if Godfather it's Godfather 2? <laughs> it's X-Men First Class. Um, it actually is. He's one of the things that Mystique changes into. It's not. It's not really X-Men First Class. Here's what I would like to do, Carter. I'd like to follow your gut and go Godfather Part 2. There's so many. But there's a lot riding on this for you. I'm used to losing this game. So I'm going to let you make the final call here. Uh, okay. All right. The final call is I'm locking in the Irishman. Okay. I'll, the Irishman I'll lock, lock it in with you. Bong, bong. The Irishman is not in Robert De Niro's top four IMDb credits. Number one, Raging Bull. Yep. Number two, Cape Fear. Oh. Number three. Isn't that also him and Pacino? I think maybe. I'm not sure. It's him and Nick Nolte. Oh. Uh, number three, Taxi Driver. And number four, The Deer Hunter. Oh, okay. So we weren't even oh, close. Dude. No. We weren't even close. No Godfathers wow. in there. No victory in extra credit. Carter, welcome to the we club. Got close, though. Made you you did get close. Though, Eight points. That's a good showing. The Deer Hunter and Cape Fear we didn't even mention. I wouldn't have That's thought true. of that. You could have given me the rest of the night and I wouldn't have thought of either of those. Dang. Well done. That was fun. That's how it feels. It's a good game, huh? This you was did a good job. Be- Understand that this was fun for you two because you got to swap roles and I just got to lose with a different partner. You get to do that though. I'm telling you, you get one. You get to you get to spring an extra credit on us during Zillarilla, during whatever we do after Zillarilla. Thank Dealer's you choice, for baby. giving me permission to do that. That's really <laughs> sweet of you. <laughs> I am I am My- not so much giving you permission as saying, I recognize that I've wounded you in this way, <laughs> and you are welcome to wound me in kind. Uh, the only wound that I'm concerned about is the bruise in my rib from how hard we are bumping up against our time constraints here, and I can't help but notice that neither of you have super dumped yet. I have mine. Um, my super dump is one single move that went against everything I liked about this movie, and we'll talk about probably more, a little bit more about uh, everything I liked about this movie when we wrap up in my review on that scientific cinema scale. For me personally, this movie was doing uh, both everything that I wanted it to and uh, being pretty unique. I think there's something about this movie, uh, which I think can be totally and has been, can be defined as like fault. Like there's certain parts of it. But to me, uh, with whatever vibe I was in, it could be that I'm a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. Like there's there's just certain things that were like, there were things lining up for me to like this movie probably, but there's a lot of that it does well. One of the things that I liked that it did well was not get too tropey into romance until after our snowy square kiss. Did anybody else notice how fast that camera pulled out? Yeah, that was really fast. What were we doing? You're talking about through like all the lights and down the street and all that stuff? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, and, and this isn't like a, like a perfect film that I had to just kind of create a super dump. This legitimately made me very upset. <laughs> that, And I've, I don't think I've ever had a uh, cinematography move uh, be a super pump or dump. I think me. that's a two chunks first. This is a two chunks first. But the fact that they pulled out so fast has was like, was like, and I'll have to watch it again, but I don't want to watch it to see how fast the camera moves. <laughs> that feels like exhausting. <laughs> But it was like, I think it was the only time they ever do this in the entire yeah. movie. Certainly, with, certainly with to this scale. Speed. I know they they do some quick zooms and stuff in, like when he's watching her change 
while they're in the mon- in the dancing montage. We do some quick like handheld zooms like that. But this was yeah. just like, hey, dude, can you just sprint as fast as you can away from our actors? I mean, it, the last time I felt that way was like the DCOM series. <laughs> it was just like, what are you, why are you doing that? And it just, it literally took me out of the movie uh, in that point. So I, I super dump on that. Close second for my super pump, though. I do love their reaction to getting a five. Yeah, that's great. That's really fun. What everybody else says. <laughs> that felt like, uh, not that they were trying to, it could have been that they were trying to. You know, with every romance, it feels like with every rom-com, you're trying to have your your scene, right? The thing that like people are going to be etching on mugs for yeah. the rest of their lives. And, you know, the, the Cusack thing above his head, the fist bump after, you know, breakfast club, yeah. all that stuff. But it feels like they tried to do it, not didn't quite get there, but it was a great moment. <clears throat> Things that we tried, but didn't quite get there. Uh, that is the category under which I, I will place my super dump for this movie. And I would say that his therapist tried to be a therapist and didn't quite get there. And instead settled on somebody who manipulates this guy into taking a course of action that will be beneficial for him by telling him it's going to get him what he wants rather than helping him to see the actual nature of reality. And then also just showing up and being his bro instead of maintaining that hungry, yeah, hungry hippo certification. Right? Yeah. I don't think your therapist should be helping lay down the breadcrumbs for the, for the meat. Cube. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the first time I watched this, I had never, ever seen a counselor or a therapist. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's got somebody to talk to. And now on the other side of that, having spent the past year just about seeing a therapist weekly, man, that's a pretty crappy thing to do. This dude is like really betraying Bradley Cooper's trust. And uh, I don't know. It just really, really bugged me. Yeah, I felt real Lisa Kudrow easy. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Kind of, kind of therapist. I was like, what? Do you have a license? <laughs> Can you even do this? Well, it's a, believe it or not, it's already time for us to rate this movie using science. I'm talking about the scientific cinema scale, which is, of course, as we all know, perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. My rating for this movie is a buy. Um, I think there were a few stars that aligned uh, because not only from just being a, a, a sports person and like football being my favorite sport, this was a team that I know intimately. So the first time I saw this movie in 2012, I knew it was technically set in 2008 because those were actual scores uh, from what was happening. I knew what the final score of that Cowboys game would be. So I knew that half of the parlay was already set. They just have to get fives, right? So it's, I get to have this fun uh, flex. Of what a life. nerd. Right? I don't really get to do that other places. But um, I had that going for me. And then I do, I do think this was a legitimate ensemble cast um, that I think the movie did a great job in terms of having the four of these nominated. I think David O. Russell is a great writer and this just confirms that he is. I don't think it's his best writing. I think he's done much better. I think The Fighter is his best movie. I hope we get to do it someday. I did not realize that was also him. I couldn't figure out why this reminded me so much of The Fighter the whole time I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I love it. Uh, it is not a perfect film for me. It is not a buy the poster, but it is, it is certainly a buy. That is fair. 
I'm going to rent this movie. I think rent it for Bradley, rent it for Jen, and you're probably good. I mean, I think it's it's probably not a controversial take to say that the best thing about this movie are the performances rather than necessarily like the story we're actually telling or the lens through which we're viewing the world. I think the performances are on another caliber than the material that they're actually performing. Yeah. Uh, and so do whatever you got to do to get Bradley and Jen into your eyeballs. I would say stream it, but it is leaving Netflix later this month, March 16th of 2021, and it will be gone from Netflix. So you're probably gonna have to rent it to watch it. So um, I, I've struggled with my rating a little bit. I want to be very clear before I rate this that I know <laughs> that so many of you like this movie because it pretty handily won as the movie that you wanted us to talk about. Um, I absolutely respect that decision. And as we always say here at Two Chunks, we want you to love what you love. Um, with that said, this movie just didn't really do it for me. Um I think Bradley's amazing. I think De Niro's amazing. I think J-Law is amazing. I think all three of them have better performances elsewhere, but the fact that they're all together here really delivering is something special. Um, and that is what keeps this movie hanging on at a stream it for me. Um, I'm, after watching it once, and I, and I say this with all the respect for the movie itself in my heart, after watching it once, I'm good. I got it. Um, I think that if it's available to stream and you've never seen it and you love one or all of these three people or the director, it is worth a watch just for, like Doge said, the performances alone. But as far as the movie standing on its own two legs for me, it just really kind of doesn't. Um, and so it's landing firmly, safely, and softly directly into stream it for me. Now, uh, if you're new to Two Chunks, you're probably going to get some pretty severe whiplash because my guess is next week when we begin Zillarilla, after we just watched Silver Linings Playbook and we wax poetically about how beautiful and fantastic Godzilla starring Brian Cranston is, you're going to be like, did we watch different movies? Look, here's the thing. <laughs> it's like every four months we have the new biggest tonal shift between episodes. <laughs> I just, I think it's great. I here's what. Let me tell you what I'm excited about. I think Fast and Furious was really early in our career. I think uh, what's great is it became a, honestly a foundational narrative yep. <laughs> in our podcast as a whole. But I think people are going to finally get a taste of that, that magic flavor of of talking about flavor. a hey, let's just blow some stuff up. Yeah. And lean in a little bit. I'm just looking for some kaiju, if I'm being honest. I just want to see some big old boys do some big old stuff. <laughs> Let's are go. you my are you my one friend that hasn't seen Pacific Rim? Yeah, I've been holding out. That's bananas that to me, dude. Blows yeah. my Pacific mind. Rim absolutely. So rules. here's what happened with I me. I stood up Rim. twice when I saw that movie in theaters. I, I bought stood it. Up. I didn't see it in theaters. I bought it in standard definition on Amazon about eight years ago. And also stood up twice while I was watching all Doge, of the Pixels you, do these things. Can you imagine my experience? In the that theater? I, saw in I can't believe Here's that. Here's what happened. We we got in there late. It's back before you could reserve a seat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got in there late and I was in like the second Oof. row. Oh my goodness. You're inside but. the robots. <laughs> That's probably why I stood up. I was running. I was like, I need to go. <laughs> to get out of here. This might actually be a really great weekend for me to watch one or both Pacific Rims. I might do that. I haven't seen the second one. Watch the All first one. All you need one. is the first one. Yep. Well, I'm not going to only watch the first one. That's crazy. 
Cool. You get you, you can some Boyega for number two. I like Boyega. I like. Tell me Boyega. more about how you're also going to watch Hunger Games two, three, and four Past now. Tense. No, I won't do that. But I will watch the second Pacific Rim and the first Pacific Rim. They're extremely uh, my exact flavor. I think. Um, That's why we're shocked. Well, I think what happened was I didn't watch it and then everybody had watched it. And so I was like, I don't want to impose on them watching it again that close. And then I just kind of forgot about it. You know, that's how it happens. Um, I'm thinking it's back. (laughs) Everybody keeps asking me if Pacific Rim's back. Um, To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name. And which one of the characters from Silver Linings Playbook could fight Godzilla and win? De Niro. It's De Niro. You can't take everything from your co-host. I know. I just thought I was laughing to myself about that. Uh, (laughs) And which giant kaiju you'd like to see punch Doge a bunch because he'd been mean. Now, to end today's episode. Mothra. (laughs) To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and which Pokemon we would like to see fight Godzilla. Because what are Pokemon if not little baby kaiju captured inside of balls and forced into indentured kaijitos? That is one of my favorite products from Frito Lay. For two chunks and a hunk, I am Jordan. And up against Godzilla, it's going to be Blastoise. And here's why I love Blastoise. Now Doge is probably doesn't a, know any Pokemon. Now is probably Doge a bad time to tell you I don't know that many Pokemon. I'm Doge. What? And listen, we could go cutesy answers. We could go which which one of the ones is going to be the cutest one to watch do its thing. But nobody's interested in that. We want to know what has real stakes, real chances. Quit stalling. <laughs> Snorlax. Okay. Because Snorlax. Hey, that's fun. Snorlax got that junk. Yeah. He's yeah. he could sit on him. Dick. He's definitely he'll definitely block. He's a Pokemon. Hope Godzilla brought his flute. You better hope. Is that where you're going? You just you deserve it. I appreciate it. I'm Carter, and I want to go for like a legitimate. I usually just goof right here. Mine was but totally and fully legitimate. Seeing Alakazam. Oh yeah. Lift a giant kaiju monster with his mind. Yeah. I'm in. I mean, honestly, in I'm that in. same vein, Gengar would be really great. I'm a 151 boy. I'm original some, 151. Give him some me. Yeah, that's me too. Give him some nightmares, mm. dude. Would Kirby be good? Kirby would be pretty, probably, or Yoshi, maybe. I know that you know that what you're doing is not Pokemon. How about Samus? Samus is probably my favorite Pokemon. I think Carter probably just hung up. My favorite Pokemon is Sam Fisher from the Splinter Cell series. Pokemon <laughs> are just video game characters, right? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.